the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business 1440 KYCR. Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump spent yesterday in Atlanta where he said that uh, Democrats have misguided priorities when it comes to African-Americans. Democrats care more about illegal aliens than African-American citizens or our military or citizens all over the place. They care more. Under Democrat politicians, African-Americans become and they have become really they've they've become forgotten. The president spending much of yesterday trying to uh, get more black votes, launching an initiative called Black Voices for Trump. Another winning session on Wall Street, despite ongoing tensions between the U.S. and China with regard to trade. The Dow was up another six points at 27,681. The Nasdaq up 40, and the S&P 500 saw a gain of eight points. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Good morning. Welcome, King Banyan Show. Good to be with you. Brisk November morning. And um, celebrating a couple things. There are some people missing because of, uh, because of I believe this is the deer opener. I am not a hunter. I do not play one on TV. If I did, my wife would probably leave me. Um, she's deeply opposed to hunting. I The idea that I would stand in the woods with with my feet getting colder and colder, waiting for something to come by for me to miss, 
it just doesn't do much for me. Oh, it's male camaraderie and companionship. It's like, yeah, I have lots of opportunities for that that do not require me to to go drive into the woods somewhere. Um, just, <laughs> just not good with that. Sorry. Uh, also, of course, uh, Veterans Day weekend. So if you are a veteran, we salute you and, and thank you for your service um, and, and appreciate all that you've done for us. Uh, it's also, and we'll play a couple clips, this is also uh, this weekend, the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. Um, made note, made a couple notes of that. If, if, if you are if you are home and thinking, I really don't know what to do this weekend, you probably should watch a movie about, uh, about the lives of veterans. But you should probably also watch The Lives of Others, which is a movie about uh, late East Germany. Um, it's, it's a very, very, very well done movie uh, and, um, and, and complicated. I, I think a lot of people take it to be just a statement on how horrible East Germany is. And I think it was. And I, I think there's something to that. I also think that, um, that the... The story of the of the uh, protagonist in the that's in the film is terribly complex and easy to overlook, and I think uh, I I think uh, the movie holds up to repeat viewing. So if you've seen it once and say, "Yeah, I saw that," I've watched it four times, and I'm telling you, there's still there's still uh, there's still meat on the bone for you to uh, to get to on that. Uh, we're live today. Uh, Eric sitting in for Wyatt on the ones and twos. Thank you, Eric, for being there. Um, yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, 651-289-4477 if you wish to uh, challenge his phone skills um, or my show. Uh, we, we appreciate comments and questions at any time. Unless we're not here, but we are on this weekend here. Uh, so... Uh, Lots of things to talk about on the show today. The The news of the week, the economic news of the week, which we typically do at the top of the show, um, this is that quiet week between the release of the, mid, of the mid-month reports, such as uh, Consumer Producer Price Index, the retail sales data, all of that comes next week. Uh, so you don't get too much, you don't get too much in the, in news this week, uh, uh, the University of Michigan's Consumer Confidence Index, yeah, it re- there really wasn't much news in there. Um, frankly speaking, the, the services index from uh, the ISM, uh, the, the Purchasing Managers Index, such as it is in a service sector, actually rose. And so we're still seeing that divergence between manufacturing numbers and those things associated with manufacturing going down. So um, so trucking um uh, th- those pieces which talk about freight, uh, like the uh, CAS survey, uh, all those come out and they all look quite negative. Anything associated with the movement of goods right now has been suppressed, I think in part because of a worldwide manufacturing slowdown. And yes, the trade war, trade uncertainty, all of that has a lot to say. There's a lot of words being being written about that issue i i continue to look at what what's happening consumer confidence stays strong service sector spending has stayed fairly strong rates are low savings is out there indeed what i want to talk about today some is at least for a segment is is it possible that we might have a mini recession. This is a term that uh, retired Brandeis University professor Scott Sumner's been using in some of his posts on in the uh, economics blogosphere. Uh, and why don't we observe them more often? Well, we'll we're going to do as we often do on the King Banyan show here. Um, I take myself out of my classroom uh, physically, but I can never take myself out of the classroom. Uh, uh, in the in my in my mindset, so I want to do a little uh, thinking about what what would it mean to have a mini recession and why. And I think I think Professor Sumner's question is really great. Why don't we see them more often? Um, I also have to spend some time talking about the. We haven't really dug in 
on we we dug in a little bit on the Medicare for All plan from from Elizabeth Warren last week, but I really want to get deeper into the conversations about the wealth tax and how how really interesting the discussion and debate has been. I've got lots of clips for you from from that, uh, but. Um, but again, to just we'll start you with the news of the week. We do as we we've given you some of the economic data. A lot of the movement in the market was because first we thought there was going to be a deal with China. We keep going back and forth on this, and indeed, indeed, uh, Thursday morning's newspaper said that the Chinese ministry said, well, when we sign this deal, not if, but they were putting it as, we're going to sign this deal like within the next 30 days, and when we sign it, tariffs are going to come off proportionally, and eventually they, they were arguing like they were all going to come off. Yesterday afternoon, President Trump threw a lot of cold water onto that particular plan, which I found interesting. As you go into a holiday weekend when markets are going to be closed, this is kind of a hmm, not necessarily the best thing to do because there might be some people holding on to uh, uh, financial positions in in markets that uh, they might not like after they hear this. Can you play Eric the clip from this is this is um, President Trump uh, by the helicopter? I guess is one of his favorite places to talk. Right here, play that, please. Well, they'd like to have a rollback. I haven't agreed to anything. China would like to get somewhat of a rollback, not a complete rollback because they know I won't do it. But we're getting along very well with China. They want to make a deal. Frankly, they want to make a deal a lot more than I do. I'm very happy right now. We're taking in billions of dollars. I'm very happy. China would like to make a deal much more than I would. So that probably didn't sit well with a lot of a lot of people in Wall Street and certainly doesn't sit well with a lot of people who are involved in importing and exporting of goods. I'm going to say something that that I don't typically don't typically say about this president, with whom, particularly when it comes to trade policy, I've been fairly critical. I hope he means what he just said. I hope he means what he just said. As we said, they've broken down this deal into a phase one, phase two, phase three. I have believed that phase two and phase three are smoke and mirrors vapor um whatever whatever they're evanescent they are they're they're things that might happen sometime in the future i do not think the chinese have any interest in phase two and the more that's in phase one the less in terms of tariffs the less chance there is to get anything in in regards of phase two and I think the president is caught in this in this area. The Chinese are clearly playing the, the strategy that as the president gets closer to the election, he will be more in, to his potential reelection. He will be more inclined to sign to a deal that removes the tariffs, gives us a, a sugar high, because in essence, what tariffs, despite what he says, he's collecting the money from China. We, we've had this conversation. No, he's not. Tariffs are a tax, and people pay taxes, you know, up and down the chain, just as just as uh, we've always said, of any tax anywhere. So households pay tariffs, pay tariffs, firms pay tariffs in the United States, and to some extent Chinese producers pay part of the tariffs. There's a lot of debate about how much each group is paying Regardless, we know that at least a substantial portion of these tariffs are being paid for, in fact, by U.S. producers and U.S. consumers. And I'm not, and I know some, I know there are some folks out there who are going to tweet at me, well, they should because they shouldn't be getting those so cheap when the Chinese are stealing our IP. I understand your point, but the whole point of putting the tariffs on was to deal with the IP, with the intellectual property issue, forced technology transfers. And, and, and as I've said, if you decide to do business in China, and as you're signing the, signing the deal papers, they say you must give us your technology without signing it. You, if you proceed to sign the sheet of paper, you don't get to go back to the United States and say, hey, they, they, they screwed me. You don't get to say that. 
You chose to sign the sheet of paper. If, on the other hand, you sign the sheet of paper that does, that does not say you're giving them the technology and they just steal it from you, yeah, you have every right to complain, and the U.S. government has a responsibility to you to figure out how to retaliate against that behavior because that's illegal and it is damaging to international trade. No free trader should be speaking in favor of intellectual property theft. And if we reduce these tariffs without dealing with that very real issue and say, we'll kick that off to phase two, we'll kick that off to phase three. If they agreed to reduce the tariffs and, and don't deal with that, what they've said in essence is, yes, we have been hurting U.S. producers and U.S. consumers, and we're going to reduce that, but we're not going to deal with the underlying reason that we put them on in the first place, which would be a way of saying that the president was wrong to have done so from the beginning. I don't think he should say that. I think for his own sake he should say that. It would have been my preference that you deal with the intellectual property theft issue in different ways than raising tariffs and making all U.S. producers and all U.S. consumers that do business in China pay for specific examples of IP theft. But that's a debate about tactics, and it's far less. And and it 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 says I agree with you on your on your cause, and your cause is is right and just. I just think you should get there a different way. This is saying the way you went was the wrong way, and you're going to just throw up your hands and say, well, we'll figure out some other way to deal with this IP theft thing later. Well, my friends, we've been trying that for about 20 years, and that just simply hasn't worked. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. brain fog and lack of energy during the day if so take back your vitality and clarity with all natural cola gel newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that aids with brain and memory support cola gel is all natural with no side effects edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy rich compounds jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimum neurological activity and improves cognitive memory Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL, K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz, promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevitybynature.biz. That's longevitybynature.biz. Hey, it's Sean here from Serenity Home Interiors, and it's that time of year. The holidays are right around the corner, and life gets chaotic. Soon, family and friends will be in and out of your home. Now is the perfect time to treat yourself to an early present and replace that faded old carpeting or drab laminate flooring with brand new flooring from Serenity. We proudly carry a wide variety of floorings to fit both your tastes and budget. Serenity knows how busy life gets, so we've made it easier for you. Now we offer a free, no-obligation, no-pressure in-home consultation, including measurements. At your request, one of our Serenity professionals visits your home with a variety of samples in hand. Once you decide on the perfect product and that you like Serenity's low, straightforward pricing, as our gift to you, we'll schedule your installation to make sure it's completed before the holidays. So this holiday season, give yourself the gift of beautiful new flooring by calling us today at 952-303-4033 or easily schedule online at shi-mn.com. Again, that's shi-mn.com. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. 
Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I tweeted at the uh, top of the show this graph that just kind of made me scratch my head. Uh, I tweeted a few things this morning that's caused me to scratch my head, but this one, this one was a graph. The people are wondering how it can be that a Greek bond, so Greece has now put out 20-year bonds, and these twenty-year bonds uh, have been put have been put out and uh, put out and currently yield one point two percent. A twenty-year U.S. bond yields one point eight five percent. And people are trying to figure out how the heck that can be. Now remember, German bonds have a yield of 031 percent. Now negative point three one percent. And France and Sweden have negative yields as well. But, and and so the Greeks have this premium. There is one thing I point out to people that to sort of try to explain why it is that this happens. Right? Why would a, why would a U.S. security pay more than a Greek security? And the answer is, what are they paying you in? Okay. What are they paying you in? They are, in fact, paying you back in euros. Whereas, of course, a U.S. bond pays you back in dollars. You can't just look at the differences in the exchange rate, in the interest rates, without considering when you get paid back, what will be the difference in the exchange rate? And if the U.S. bond is paying more than the Greek bond the, and, and paying more than, say, a 10-year, let's, let's take that 10-year German bond. That German bond is paying you a negative 31 basis points. And say our bond is paying you a positive 150 basis points. What that means is that, what that means is that on average, the expectation they would be paying you the same if, on average, we expected that the euro was going to appreciate by 180 basis points, 1.8 percent per year over the 10-year holding period. Right now, if you think about what that means, 1.8 percent, you take that over 10 years. That means that we would think that the the euro the the euro will go from a uh, dollar and ten cents to about a dollar thirty-five over ten years. Does that seem reasonable to you? Sure, it does. I do not understand. See, this is part of the te- this is part of the teaching today, and this is a teaching day. I got a few things to teach you. One of them is this idea that you have to have you have to have interest. You know, this interest rates have to be the same everywhere. No, when we teach, actually when we teach our first year students in principles of macroeconomics, we teach them that you have to correct for the expected change in the exchange rate. Do we think the U.S. will experience more inflation over the next 10 years than, than, the year, and than Europe will? I think it will. And there are many people who would agree with me, both on both those who would be you would consider on the left and those on the right. For those of us like myself who are a little more right of center, 
We would argue that at some point all the expansion of the of the Fed's balance sheet has to end in additional inflation. And perhaps more than the European Central Bank, because they have the single mandate of price stability, whereas we have the dual mandate. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that, I don't think it's unreasonable to believe that U.S. inflation in the next 10 years will be higher than, than EU inflation. Those on the left would argue secular stagnation and a decline in inflation and, and possibility of deflation is much more of a risk in Europe than it is in the United States. And they would actually celebrate that to say, you know what? The U.S. is maybe getting it more right than than uh, the ECB is. The ECB is too tight because it's being run by those bad, bad uh, German central bankers. Well, not anymore, of course. But this is the this is the the, the question as it is right now. I so I found I found that particular that particular fact quite interesting in that how people were talking about about it. So my point is my point is when you're looking at interest rates particularly on longer securities the longer the security is that you're looking at the more you have to think about the possibility that one country's being assumed to have a long run inflation rate different than the other. All the difference between the US and the and Europe means in my mind is Investors believe the U.S. will have a higher inflation rate than Europe. If they didn't, if U.S. investors thought Europe was going to have Europe was going to have uh, higher inflation, they would all want to jam into U.S. securities, and they would push the interest rate down further. If they thought the if if you believe that the U.S. If you believe that the U.S. eventually is going to have deflation, 1.5% yield is awesome yield. You probably want to buy that, and you're going to drive U.S. interest rates toward negative. That's, that's the balancing act that we would expect to see in there. And so the fact that we haven't seen that indicates to me, indicates to me that you should probably, you should probably, when we're talking about, why is Greece paying? It's like, well, it could be that they're going to experience deflation. And if you get experience deflation, 1.2% nominal positive return would still indicate that there's a risk premium. Now, I think the risk premium between, the, between Germany and Greece, which are, of course, paying their bonds in the same currency, at about 150 about one and a half percent feels a little small to me, but you know what? If I wanted to act on that, there are ways to get in the market and, and to um, and to create a create a uh, synthetic or a derivative that that could deal with that. We don't see that. I don't think we will see that. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number call with your questions or comments. Other news of the week. I've given you some of the good news. Let me let me uh, give you a let me talk about one other piece of economic data, and then we'll we'll leave the economic data stuff for this week, and we'll we'll move on with other things. Um, I think this. I, I think that there was a lot made about the fact that we got a negative print on productivity numbers for the third quarter. Q3 productivity at fell three tenths percent quarter over quarter annualized and and it was expected to be up nine tenths of a percent um i think there's a lot to be said about that but this is the this is the flip side of having a, a labor market that does fairly well if quarterly productivity is if quarterly productivity in fact did fall and i know that's what they report I always worry about how it is we're reporting productivity in the service sector, but let's set that aside. Um, the the other side of that is you're finally seeing the increases in unit labor costs, meaning compensation, total compensation for workers, rising. 
So unit labor costs are up 3.1% year over year, meaning that workers are getting 3% more between additional wages and additional compensation, uh, benefits, excuse me. Total compensation has rose more than 3% year over year. Hey, that's what everyone seems to have wanted is people need to be making more money. Indeed, it seems that they are. But the downside of that is if we're not producing that much additional goods and services, uh, you'll see a negative number on productivity. There's been a lot said about that, but it's just the, it's just the flip side. It's just the flip side of, uh, of the fact that uh, wage, wage growth has actually begun to take off. You had to think that at some point when that happened that we would get one or two negative, negative reads on productivity. I'm not as concerned about those, I think, as, as many people are. The last bit of data that I want to make sure I touched on with you is, uh, is the Fed's uh, senior, loan office, senior Loan Officer Survey. Very mixed results. And the biggest one that I'm paying attention to and have been watching for a few weeks, I don't think we've talked about this, has been the fact that commercial and investment uh, lending, commercial and industrial lending, has fallen. It's not fallen, but it's really gotten a lot softer. Banks are expanding their balance sheets to give additional loans to businesses at a much slower rate than they were six months ago. It is the flip side of the of the story from the GDP report a couple weeks ago where we said that investment investment had softened well loans have softened as well and you can get and here's the point you can pick up every week the latest number on commercial and industrial loans um, from the Fed there's a weekly it's in the weekly uh, uh, balance sheet numbers and you can get that but the senior loan officer survey said look that didn't fall because we raised standards. Usually late cycle, you will see an increase in standards as banks begin to worry about weakness in their balance sheets of having more and more bad loans. We have not seen that yet. But there's, but the banks, 85% of those responding, banks in the survey said investment in plant and equipment weakened in some fashion. Where there has been tightening of bank standards has been in commercial real estate. And I think that and, and and but the one that I'm looking for, particularly related to the 2017 tax law, is looking for commercial and industrial lending, and the fact that that slowed down would indicate, hey, things things in fact might be getting a little softer there, and maybe that follow through of investment that we expected from the tax bill is not happening. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services 
help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere. Allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and I go, can't go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything, but then be over my blue suede shoes. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Sun shining, a little cold still this morning, but probably won't stay cold for long. In fact, hey, look, it's actually above freezing, 33 degrees right now. Um... It might be a good idea if you've got leaves in the in the yard. Might be a good idea to go try to get them up because I have a feeling this will be one of the warmer days you have to do that um, here over the next week or so. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Number to call with your questions or comments. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call. Um, let me let me leave that stuff here and. Um, and get on with um, get on with some other uh, get on with with a couple other ideas. I wanted to talk about about the wealth tax somewhat. I've got I've got three or four topics built into this, but I wanted to get wanted to get to uh, uh, I wanted to get to uh, to a few of these today. Um, one of them is one of them is this. I'll I'll get to the wealth tax in a bit, but I wanted to take one more segment to talk about this idea that uh, that uh, has been talked about. Can you actually have? Can you actually have a, a mini recession? Now, in in studying business cycles, and I, I I point out to you in case you're new to the in case you're new to the show. Um, first of all, thank you and welcome. I'm glad you found us. I hope you stick around a while. Um, when I got first hired to St. Cloud State back in 1984, there was a course on our books titled Business Cycles and Forecasting. I interviewed, my gosh, I interviewed over 90 universities when I was looking for my job. I ended up with four job offers and I took the one here and you know, and I consider it God that got that that you know God that led me here because I swear I found my found my life, my wife, my family, and all of that. Um, such a blessing to have been been coming to have found Minnesota. I'm not from here, but one of the things that attracted me to come to St. Cloud State was this specific course because in the process of interviewing those ninety institutions, ninety plus interviews, I didn't interview them all, but I sent applications to them all, and in the process of in the process of doing that, I tried to do research. Now, this is pre-internet days, so this is fall of 1983. I'm trying to get my hands on as many pieces of paper and course catalogs and so forth, looking for information about about programs. So when I would send them an application, they typically would send back a thank you note, but they would include it in it often. The, the top schools would just send you a simple letter. But a school that... that maybe maybe uh, thought you were a serious candidate or it's one that they thought maybe you didn't know very much about them, would send you their course catalog, their list of courses. And of the schools I sent to, there were only two that had a course titled Business Cycles, 
which had been the the title of my dissertation was was political business cycles. Uh, based on a paper that was written by now Nobel laureate Bill Nordhaus uh, back in 1975. Um, so, I dissertation is not important to think about. But anyway, I was attracted to the idea that I might be able to teach about business cycles. Now, we've taken the word business cycles out of the title of the course. It's just called economic forecasting, and it's called economic forecasting because most of what we what students want to get out of that class is technique. They are not interested in business cycle theory. But there are theories of the business cycle. And when Scott Sumner, who I've, t- I've tweeted a few points to, I'm going to actually see if I can find, um, find where, I, uh, where I did this before. Let's see if I can find that particular, particular tweet again. I seem to have lost it. But, uh, but uh, uh, yeah, here it is. When when people say to the say that uh, what Scott Sumner said is is basically when we talk about recessions we have moderate recessions and we have deep recessions we have great recessions and all the other recessions are are still with two quarters of declining GDP now part of it might be we just simply don't define recessions you know we don't define recessions properly but. What what we have observed is, in fact, poli- it, that we don't see a recession that's so mild that maybe GDP just grows at at one half a percent for two or three quarters and then reaccelerates. Way back in the eighties, there was a paper that was written. Uh, there was a paper that was written by um, by. Uh, uh, by several people, but uh, largely, uh, largely uh, by uh, folks like uh, uh, Charles Plosser, uh, like Gary Hansen, uh, and and so forth. Bob Lucas, uh, which studied this uh, a concept called real business cycles. In the process of doing that, they developed something called business cycle facts. And here's the important thing about that and why I would talk about this with you on the show, not just because I, I feel like teaching about business cycles again after, after this course that I moved here to help teach 35 years ago. It's this. Economies tend to move, have a lot of co-movement. That's part of what was discovered by folks like Lucas and, and, and Romer and, and so forth. Uh, Tom Cooley, what they what they discovered is when you would think that some some that a recession would be avoided when some sectors go up, other sectors go down, and fine, it's fine. When in on balance, everything's okay. As I've discussed on the show here and just in the previous segment, at this particular moment, the manufacturing sector is declining, and the service sector is rising. There are two there are two of these stylized business cycle facts that make me think that these lead to a prediction of recession. One, co-movement. Sectors of the economy tend to move together. So when you see a sector like manufacturing fall, you tend to think that the others are going to fall with them. So in the short run, things are persistent, right? So that when the economy is rising, Right? If the economy rose last quarter, you would ask, so what's the probability it's going to rise again this quarter? You'd say, well, it's a coin flip, 50 yes, 50 no. No, it's not true. When an economy is in expansion, it is very likely that it will continue in expansion for some time into the future. However, that persistence declines over time. So that's the second fact. There's persistence. An economy that's rising tends to keep rising in the short run, but in the long run, they tend to tip back. That is why this rule that got put out by, uh, that, that's been talked about, and there was a lot of popular stories in, in the financial press this week about a rule by Claudia Sam, who used to work at the Federal Reserve Bank uh, Board of Governors. She's a research economist there. Psalm's rule says basically if the unemployment rate rises on a three-month average by more than a half percent above the one-year average, that's a reliable sign that a recession is happening. 
Right. And and that's because you've broken the long-run trend, and you've had three months so that you've got enough measure of persistence to take some of the noise out. I encourage you, if you've not seen this, I, it's in my Twitter stream from earlier this week at, at Banyan Show, that you probably can find sufficient information to, to look at the SOM rule in the short run. It, I, my point is the SOM rule makes a fair amount of sense. We are not anywhere near a recession because that long-run trend unemployment rate is now down in the threes, and to get that that rise, we're going to have to see, on average, three months above four and a quarter percent before we would say that's a signal that the recession is here. So anyone saying recession's really near, we even we haven't even had a four, let alone a four and a quarter unemployment rate. We're not going to get that for a fair amount of time to come. Which takes me back to Sumner's point, which is, why don't we observe many recessions? My answer to that is, is because of this, okay, yes, there's this persistence, and that's true, but it's the co-movement of industries. When some industries fall, many of the others go with them. We don't know why that's true. I don't have an economic theory to explain that. There have been attempts to do that but I don't think any of them really hold much water. But that doesn't mean the fact is wrong. It just means we can't explain it. And sometimes that's just how things are. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock, but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Attend a free investing class near you. Call now, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learn with OTA.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. Representative Ilan Omar, known for demagoguery about the Middle East, recently displayed her appalling ignorance about the United States. Just last week, 405 members of Congress united to condemn the mass slaughter of Armenian Christians by Turkish Muslims in 1915. As one of only 14 House members refusing to support this resolution, Omar declared, A true acknowledgement of historical crimes against humanity must include Native American genocide, which took the lives of hundreds of millions of indigenous people in this country. End quote. In fact, 
Peak indigenous population before the arrival of Europeans amounted to 3 to 5 million, and no credentialed historian has ever claimed more than 18 million lived on this continent. Ilan Omar's instinct to insult and assault the USA flippantly disregards historical facts. I'm Michael Medved. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu Nobody listen. Welcome back, King Baggy Show. Business 1440. All right, we're going to get down to this. I haven't done the wealth tax story in enough detail, I, I, I think. At least I believe so. And so let's get, let's get down to it. I was provoked by the fact that, uh, that uh, part, somewhere in our show intro, one of our show intros, we have the sound of uh, Elizabeth Warren, who was um, on, uh, on CNBC with John Harwood and, uh, and, and at one point sort of exclaims in her, in her too loud for the library voice, I'm a capitalist. Come on. Um, that's my best. Liz Warren impersonation. Don't I don't think I'll be working Saturday Night Live anytime soon. Um, and and it's really kind of funny uh, because because you know she's proposed a wealth tax that might get to as high as six percent, and she is kind of surprised that uh, people might might sort of sort of uh, slap back at it. And so there was one slapback earlier this week. I think this was from Monday. Uh, this would have been, uh, I believe so. Uh, this is uh, Bill Gates, uh, who was uh, on with uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin uh, at, from the New York Times Times uh, Deal Book uh, column, and he he comes on and, and talks about about how he feels about about being uh, paying these higher taxes and. And so let's play this. This is the first Bill Gates cut. I've uh, paid over $10 billion in taxes. I paid more uh, than anyone in taxes. Uh, but I, you know, I'm glad to have paid, you know, if I'd had to pay $20 billion, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, when you say I should pay $100 billion, okay, then I'm right. starting to do a little math about uh, what I have left over. Sorry, uh, I'm just kidding. So, so uh, you know, how much does he, you know, so $100 billion, and you say to yourself, boy, that'd be a lot of money. That would be, that would, that would be a, uh, that would be a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, does he pay that much? Well, Robert Frank, who's on CNBC, decided to add up how much he's going to pay. And listen, this is interesting, because listen to what, Listen to the description of this, and this is this is from CNBC's reporter reporting on the on the Bill Gates conversation with Sorkin. Uh, let's play that cut, please. A hundred billion dollars. So, how much would Bill Gates pay? Well, the wealth tax for Elizabeth Warren right now is six percent. That's the top rate on fortunes over one billion. Gates's net worth right now at one hundred nine billion. So, he would pay six and a half billion dollars in wealth taxes this year, but. Warren is also planning a tax on unrealized capital gains as part of her health care plan. Gates' wealth up this year to $19 billion on Microsoft's, Microsoft stock gains. So he would pay an additional $7 billion on top of the wealth tax. So Bill Gates' total tax bill under Warren this year would be $13 billion. Now, Gates. Now, this is interesting. He says his total tax bill. It's not his total tax bill. That's the increase in his total tax bill. That's thirteen billion additional dollars that he would pay. You might say, "Well, that's fine," but understand understand the following. This is this is the part that where okay, we're going to do a little more. We're going to do lots of teaching today. So, it, but we've done this lesson before, but it bears repeating. All right, and and this is the story of the stock and the flow. Okay, a stock is a pile of is is an amount of something that you have that you've counted up, 
and it's what you have at that particular moment in time. Okay? In my wallet, I have $23. In my car, I have 7.2 gallons of gasoline. In my... Let me think to myself. In my... Uh, in my refrigerator, I have five bottles of iced tea, which is my, which is my drink of choice. All right? I've got that. Those are stocks. Income is a flow. Right? Income is a flow. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a flow is something like my income. My my mileage on my car, I can drive 22 miles per gallon. I earn, say, $50,000 per year. When you hear the per, you know you've got a flow. So per, if the definition has a per in it, then you know you're talking about a flow. Okay, it's not a perfect definition, and I know I've got a couple engineers who listen to this show who will, who will now go on to Twitter and correct, correct this definition. Follow us at pound KBRS so you can see the corrections for more precise definitions. But this will work for what I'm talking about. Elizabeth's, Elizabeth Warren's tax is a flow. Gates' wealth is a stock. You are going to be taking so much per year, each year, out of of that out of that that area. So think about think about this. How much does Bill Gates wealth earn each year? Let's suppose he's going to pay he's going to earn 10% a year on that on that on his wealth. If you tax his wealth at 6%, that effectively taxes the income on his wealth at 60%. You think that's a good idea? Well, we're going to listen in the next segment to a lot of people who don't think that's a good idea, and they're not all wealthy people. We're going to tell you why this is absolutely impractical. Uh, it's potentially unconstitutional. I'm not a constitutional scholar. I'm not going to answer that question for you. But, but the question is, why would she propose something that's really kind of just pretty weird we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 are you a member of our rewards program yeah i had the card here somewhere we've all been there rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find at business 1440 we simplified the process all of the perks none of the hassle it's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need more hair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need more hair.com. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the Kingdom Builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence I wasn't just going to get a great roof. 
I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online at 